Welcome to the Covenant Life Center podcast. Our goal is that this message builds your faith and gives you hope. Enjoy the message. If you got your Bible, why don't you turn with me to Luke chapter 1, verse 39 through 45. I'm reading out of the NIV version. And God gave me this message this past weekend, and I felt really led to share it today. And we're going to be taking a look at the story of when Mary is carrying Jesus. She's pregnant with Jesus, and she goes to her cousin Elizabeth's house, and Elizabeth is actually pregnant with John the Baptist. So this is what takes place whenever Mary goes to Elizabeth's home. It says this. It says, at that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Anybody want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? I don't want to just have a little bit of the Holy Spirit. I don't want just to have the Holy Spirit. I want the Holy Spirit to have me. Because I've realized there's a lot of people that have the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit doesn't really have them. Because as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, the Holy Spirit makes a home in your heart. You go from being a tomb to becoming a temple. And I've learned that a lot of people, we all have the same Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit doesn't have us all the same way. So I want to make sure I'm full of the Spirit. Anybody want to be full of the Holy Spirit this Wednesday evening? And that's the chips and salsa. That's just something for the side as we get into this message right there. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, blessed are you among women, this is Elizabeth talking, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. Here's what gets me about that. While Jesus and John the Baptist are in their mother's womb, God still, has a dest- still had a destiny, plan, and purpose for their life. John the Baptist came into the world to prepare the way for Jesus, and Jesus came to save the world from sin. He came to die on the cross. He didn't come to shame the world. He came to save the world. Jesus, who is God, took on skin and bone. He took the form of a baby. What was infinite took the form of an infant. He stepped into humanity. He stepped into the world. He became just like you and me, and he became sin. He who knew no sin became sin, so that way we can become the righteousness of God. Anybody thankful for the gospel of Jesus Christ? And they had a purpose on their lives. God had planned a destiny on their lives, even while they were in the womb, just like God has a plan and destiny for every person's life, even whenever they're in their mother's womb. I want to talk about this for a second real quick. Is that cool with you guys? Even if it's not, we're going to talk about it and go there for a little bit. Not my main point, but this is something that I felt like God wanted me to share. See, some parents sometimes think that their kid was, a, was made on accident or made a, a mistake or, or maybe that their child was a surprise, but God is never surprised because God has never made a mistake. Every child out there, even in their mothers, the moment that they're, they are conceived, God had planned that, and God doesn't made, make mistakes. Yesterday, a friend texted me from another state, and he asked me to pray for their state. He asked me to pray for, for the House of Congress, and, and he pray, asked me to pray for, for their area right now because currently they're going through debates and they're going through votes right now about different laws, whether it's going to support or, or go against abortion and their different things like that. And even right now, in our state, in our nation, there are different 
there is voting taking place. There, there are debates taking place right now uh, when it comes to laws, whether, whether when it comes to the children, whenever it comes to a baby in a mother's womb. And I'm not trying to be political, but I just, wa- I just want to say this, that the book of Psalms says that we are made and we are formed in our mother's womb. And God has a plan and purpose for all of us. And, and if anybody in here has ever lost a child prematurely, however that may have happened, I just want to remind you with this that that child is with Jesus right now. It's with Jesus right now. And, and every child that's out there right now, and, and, and maybe you're pregnant right now, maybe someone you know is pregnant, God has a plan, he has a purpose, and he has a destiny for, for them and their life. God has so many amazing plans for them. And I just wanted to say that with, to you guys real quick. And, and if anybody has ever experienced anything, kind of what I'm talking about, I don't want to shame anyone. See, Jesus didn't come to shame people who sinned. He came to save people who sinned. And that's not the main point of this message, but I just really felt led to share that this Wednesday evening. Anybody receive that? Anybody agree with that this Wednesday evening? I believe in God's word. All I'm trying to say is that Mary and Martha were both carrying promises from God inside of them. Inside of them was a future, a destiny, and purpose. So my sermon title tonight is this, if you want to write this down, Pregnant with a promise. Pregnant with a promise. Turn to the person next to you and ask them, are you pregnant? Just kidding, don't ask that. Has anybody ever asked, has anybody ever asked someone that on accident? Am I the only one and you've been like, you've gotten into some serious trouble? Somebody just say pregnant with a promise. Pregnant. And I just came to announce to every men, uh, every man, every woman, young and old, that, that you are pregnant with the promises of God. That you are pregnant with the promises of God. You may be asking yourself, that sounds a little weird. How could I be pregnant with the promises of God? Well, there's actually over 400 promises recorded in Scripture. And God's Word says that the seed of God's Word is actually growing on the inside of us. And the Bible says that whenever we accept Jesus, that Christ is in you. And in Christ is all the promises of God. So if Christ is in you, then you are full uh, and you are pregnant with promises from God. All I'm trying to say is this, that inside of you, you are carrying future dreams, future visions future miracles, that you haven't even seen your best days yet. You haven't even reached your your fullest potential yet. God has so much stuff in store for you. God has a plan for your life that if you have Jesus in your life, then you have the Holy Spirit. You have Christ in your life, and you are pregnant with promises from God. Anybody thankful that you're pregnant with promises from God? Somebody say pregnant with a promise. Has God ever surprised you with something like God got you with something you didn't see coming. Something happened to me last week that really inspired um, this message. And what happened was this. I'm going to see how long I can actually stay seat, like seated because it's in my nature just to like get up and r- walk around. Sorry, Adon, that's controlling the camera. But something happened last week. For some of you that may know, um, I may have told, I went on a trip last week and I met up with other student pastors and we met up in Arkansas, and we were just talking about different things uh, for, for, for our student ministries, different events that we can plan. And whenever me and Josh Sanchez, a previous student of mine that's going to Bible college, he came with me. We got to the hotel. We checked in in Arkansas. I won't forget the first interaction we had with the lady at the front desk. She was very short, not saying physically, but when it came to her sentences and everything else, she talked. Um, and, and she was really, honestly, abrupt. She wasn't too friendly, if I'm being honest. It probably... I thought to myself, you know, okay, you know, 
I'm coming into the hotel. This isn't a great first impression. I didn't say anything mean back. So anyways, I go upstairs. We get dressed. We go back downstairs. We go with the other student pastors out to eat. And whenever we get done going out to eat and hanging out and talking, we come back to the hotel. Then we go into the lobby. And you need to envision this. The lobby is like kind of in the middle of the hotel uh, where all the seats and everything are. And there is a wall that's dividing the front desk. So the clerk, the lady at the front, who's there, who was the lady I talked to earlier, she was there. And we began to talk for about two or three hours. And I really wanted to share this story because it really sparked this message. We began to talk about God. We began to talk about student ministry. We began to share different stories and experience with one another. And this lady who works at the front desk comes inside the lobby area. And this is really late at night. And she begins to mess with a the thermostat. And then after she messes with the thermostat, she comes and she approaches the circle of people, all the student pastors that are here. We're talking at this couch. And she says, this is against the rules, and I can actually get in trouble for this. But I heard you guys talking, overheard you guys, and I have a question for you. Can you all pray for me? And she began to share her story with us. And it turns out she just lost a baby through a miscarriage. And she had so many problems at home and with her boyfriend, and she was currently pregnant with a baby at nine weeks. And we got an opportunity to pray with her, and she was so broken. All I'm saying is this, too. Whenever you come in contact with people, and, and, and they're not treating you right, and, and maybe they're not the most friendly people ever, don't ever try to respond back to people in that same way, because you have no idea what people are going through at, back at home, and people at your work, you know, even some family. Even You don't know what people are going through, guys. I'm just We don't know the whole story. God knows the whole story. Anyways, I believe it was a divine appointment. God brought us together, and we got to pray over her. We, we got to give her advice and counsel and wisdom, didn't just pray over her. But it turns out there was also another pastor in the group, another couple who was nine weeks pregnant as well. Two babies in the womb. God brought them together, and she got to speak over. She got her phone number. She got her information. They encouraged her to get planted at her church. And you know what she said, the lady who had the miscarriage, who, who had a baby with a boyfriend and all this stuff, whenever we told her about church, she said, I don't, I don't, I, I've been resisting and not wanting to go to church because I feel like God is mad at me. I feel like that I'm not enough. And one of the student pastors said this. He said, God is not mad at you. God is mad about you. God is madly in love with you. Anybody thankful for the love of God? It was a divine appointment. And, and, and the reason I share that story is because it reminds me of the story of Mary and Elizabeth because what was inside of Mary caused what was, what was inside of, of Elizabeth to leap for joy. And I just want to remind somebody with, something, with, with this real quick that you are carrying something inside of you that has the potential of changing somebody's life. Not only changing somebody's life, but changing somebody's eternal destination. The Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And here's what's interesting about the story of Mary and Elizabeth. Anybody tracking me? Here's what's, well, here's what's interesting. During this time period, there was no gender reveals like there are nowadays. There was no balloons coming out that are pink or blue. There was no baseball getting hit that turned into pink or blue powder. It wasn't a whole lot of that stuff, okay? There was no social media. There was no cell phones. 
Mary was just pregnant. And Elizabeth was actually in seclusion. She had no idea that Mary was pregnant. And it says that whenever Mary goes to the door and she knocks on the door, she greets the door, she's about to come in, that Elizabeth hears that. And it says what's inside of her begins to leap for joy. Oh, man, I am just came to tell somebody that sometimes you don't even have to say anything sometimes in order for somebody to know that you have Jesus Christ on the inside of you. You don't even have to speak sometimes. See, the scripture says, that we are living letters. There are 66 books in scripture, and you and your life and your actions is the 67th. What book are you writing right now? Are you leading people to Jesus Christ? Because I just want to remind you that you have the Holy Spirit inside of your life. You have Christ in your life. Not, you're not just anybody else, but greater is he that's inside of you than he that's in the world. And the Holy Spirit will be with you no matter where you go. God will be with you. Jesus will be with you. And you have the potential to change somebody's life for an eternity. You have promise. Somebody say, I'm pregnant with the promise. Pregnant with the promise. And what amazes me is that both of them left the conversation full of faith because they both carried promises from God. And if you want to reach your fullest potential, number one, you need to make sure that you surround yourself with people who are pregnant with promises. If you want to reach your fullest potential, I'm speaking to every college student. I'm speaking to every person in 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. If you want to reach your fullest potential, make sure that you surround yourself with people who are pregnant with promises. I'm not saying to find a group of pregnant ladies at the park and go hang out with them. I'm talking about finding a, a group of people of faith, a people of faith that have promises in their life, that they know they have a destiny and purpose and plan in their life and hang out with them. Because just like Mary I believe that God is going to send someone and bring someone into your life that's going to make the dream leap on the inside of you. But I just want to give you this little red flag real quick and just make you aware that you need to be aware of other people that are knocking on the door of your heart, that are trying to get into your business, trying to get into your home. And whenever they come in, the baby on the inside of you, the promises on the inside of you aren't leaping. Because not everybody is for you. I just want to say that. Make sure that you have discernment as well. Because there are some people that are not for you as much as you think sometimes. There's some people that may be haters, that may be toxic. They may be jealous of what God is doing in your life. But I believe that God wants to send someone, a Mary or an Elizabeth, that wants to begin to stir the gifts that are on the inside of you. I don't know who that is for, but I believe that God... If you don't have one, I believe that God wants to send you a Mary or Elizabeth that's going to stir the gifts on the inside of you. And here's what, here, here's what happened. It says that after Elizabeth, John the Baptist, full of the spirit, it says that the baby inside of Elizabeth begins to leap for joy. And it says that she begins to speak over Mary and Jesus. It was a divine connection. And I don't know who this is for, but I believe that God is going to send divine connections to you in your life. I believe that God is going to send the right people to do business with in your life. The right employees, the right employers. To all the women in here, I believe that God is beginning to set up strategically the right relationships, the right woman in your life that are going to begin to help you become the woman of God that God has called you to be. To become the, the wife that you were called to be. To help you become the, the mom that you were called to be. To all the men out there, I believe that God is sending men in your life with like-minded faith that love the Lord, 
that, 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 wants, that they, they want you to become the men of God that you were called to be to lead that home with integrity and character. And here's one of the great opportunities. Here's what's beautiful about the local church, that there's people in this building that are just like I described, that there are small groups, covenant crews that you can sign up for, that you can just go and join, look up online, and you can surround yourself with people. And you, I'm just going to tell you, you need to make sure that you surround yourself with people who are going to speak life over you. You need to make sure that you surround yourself with people that say things like this. You're going to get free from that addiction. You're going to come out of that problem. You don't have to live in bitterness. You were called to be a mighty man or woman of God. Question, who is your Elizabeth and who is your Mary? Who is speaking life over you? And who are you speaking life over right now? We all, need, we, we all need one of those people in our life. Anybody with me? Anybody needs someone? I mean, to be honest, this world is tearing us down. It's, it's chewing us up. It's doing a lot of different things. Life on itself is just, it's too much sometimes, guys. But I'm telling you right now, I, that's why I love coming to church because I know that this is a safe place where I can be surrounded with people that love Jesus, that can speak life over me, and I can hear words from God. I can go into scripture, and every single day, I'm telling you right now, there's lifelong relationships in this place. There's people out there that you can reach for Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, but that it may benefit those who listen. That's a great scripture. That's a great scripture. Someone say this with me. Somebody say this with me. Say right voices. Right choices, right crew, right view. I'm just going to add this one on here. It just came to me. Right tribe, right vibe. Right voices, right choices, right crew, the right view, right tribe, right vibe. I'm happy I didn't get that mixed up in my tongue. I've heard someone say that alignment determines assignment. Make sure that you align yourself with the right people in your life. Alignment determines the time. Line up with who you roll with matters. And you know this, I know there's a lot of sickness and stuff going on right now, especially I know we see a lot on the, on the news about the coronavirus. You know, you want to know something crazy? I went to, my phone broke, and yesterday I went to Sprint to go get a new phone. And whenever, I, I didn't plan on sharing this, I don't know why I am. I went to go get a new phone at, at Sprint, and I need to replace my phone. And whenever I went there, they said, oh, we're sorry, we don't carry any of the iPhones or anything like that right now, or this model and this model. And I said, why? They said, because of the coronavirus right now, and China is restricting production of iPhones, and we're only getting one iPhone a week. And I was like, what? That's crazy. I mean, but it's way worse for other people. I know that's like a small, little, minor issue, to be honest. I know there's a lot of things going on. We have hand sanitizer back there. People are trying to make sure that they're not infected with contagious diseases. And it kind of worries them. Yeah, I'm pleading the blood over. Nobody in here is going to get sick with anything. Corona is not coming to my house. And people are going to the stores. They're buying so much soap. I saw somebody say, man, I'm worried because I go to the stores and all the soap is bought out. I was worried that nobody was washing their hands before this. I don't know. It's crazy. But can I tell you something? That you can't just get infected with certain diseases and sicknesses. But there are certain spirits and attitudes and influences and words that are contagious as well, that if you don't guard your heart right, it can come into your life because faith is contagious. Your attitude is contagious. Your words are contagious. Your spirit is contagious. And ask yourself this question, is it worth catching? Is it worth catching? What are you saying? 
I have to get myself checked sometimes by my dad. Because sometimes I'll say something out of fear or worry or anxiety sometimes, and my dad will say things like, Caleb, you're, we're bigger than that. Our God's bigger than that. Our God's better than that. Change your language. Change what you say because your words will become your world. Your words will become your world. Make sure that you're allowing the right people to speak into your life because some of us are allowing the wrong people into our circle and their attitude and their spirit is, is affecting us negatively because they're not pregnant with the promises of God. But I love how Elizabeth spoke over Mary. She began to prophesy and speak over her. See, once you surround yourself with people who are pregnant with God's promises, you become pregnant with God's promises. It changes how you pray, how you see, and how you hear things, your perspective. It changes that. I love what John Maxwell says. He once said that teamwork makes the dream work, but a vision becomes a nightmare when the leader has a big dream and a bad team. He said teamwork makes the dream work, but a vision becomes a nightmare when the leader has a big dream and a bad team. Every dream that God has in your life, every vision that God has in your life, he wants to send the right provision. provision. Every dream, he wants to send the right team, the right group of people that are going to help you. And people are like elevators. They can either bring you up or they can bring you down. But God wants to honestly instill some relationships. He wants to surround, your, surround you with people who are pregnant with the promises of God, that know God's word, that aren't lowering, lowering their standards or their values or anything like that, but they're living the life, and they, they want to do their best to help, you know, encourage you to live the life as well. Here's the second point. Anybody get something out of that point that makes sense to y'all? The second thing is praise before the promise shows up. Pregnant with the promise, if we want to experience the promises of God, this is something that we have to praise. See, get this. After Mary and Elizabeth have this interaction, and after Elizabeth speaks over Mary, you know how Mary responds? She responds with the song. She responds with praise. It says this. This happened right after the scripture we read. It says this in Luke chapter 1, verse 46 through 56. It says, and Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, from now on, all gener generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. This is Mary talking. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him. From generation to generation, he has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, and he has sent the rich away empty. He has helped the servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever. Just as he promised our ancestors, Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three more months, and then it says that she returned home. So it says that Mary sings this song after she receives a word from Elizabeth. I want you to pay attention and get this. She sings this she wasn't just singing a Barney song, I love you, you love me. We're no, she was singing, she was singing scripture. She was singing about an oath that God made to Abraham. And while, get this, while she was pregnant with the promise, she praised God for the promise coming to pass before she saw the promise come to pass. See, I've learned that it's easy to give God praise for the promise after it's come to pass. It's easy to give God praise after you've been blessed. It's easy to dance whenever you're debt-free. Come on, somebody. 
It's easy to praise God and worship God whenever, the mess, whenever your marriage is restored and healed. It's easy to praise and worship God whenever you feel joy, whenever you feel peace, whenever you feel the love, whenever it feels like the depression is gone, whenever your kids are, are grown up and they're gone and they're, they're self-sufficient and they're doing good. It's easy to do that. It's easy to do it whenever, whenever you're married, but it's not as easy and it takes true faith to give God praise before you're even married. It takes faith to give God praise before you come out of that addiction. It takes faith to give God praise even whenever God hasn't healed your body fully yet. It takes faith, to, and it takes faith to give God praise and worship whenever the breakthrough hasn't even shown up yet. But I just came to tell somebody tonight that you have to learn how to give God praise before the promise ever shows up and manifests. I, I, just, I just feel that so strong right now. I just, I just feel like some of us, we have an issue giving God praise before the promise has shown up a lot. But you, some guys, I'm telling you right now, the password to your miracle is your praise sometimes. The password to your miracle is, is your praise sometimes. It says that Mary began to praise God. Get this. Mary was praising God before her promise showed up. Because God, and, and God never makes promises he doesn't intend to keep. Don't ever count yourself out of God's promises. It doesn't matter how old or young you are. Anybody receive this word tonight? I'm going to try to keep this word within the 30-minute time frame. So can you guys stand to your feet to make sure that we do that? And here's what I want to end with right here. Here's what I want to end with. God keeps his promises. I just want you to remember that. We have to praise God before the promises show up. And, and in, Numbers, in Numbers chapter 21, in the book in the Bible, in Numbers chapter 21, it's interesting because this is all related to the last point. It says that Israel is journeying through the desert. And it says that they come across a dry well. And they're, they're, they're thirsty. They need water. And this well is actually one of Abraham's wells. And they needed water and they were thirsty. And it says that instead of walking away and giving up from the dry well, that they look at the well and they begin to praise God. Get this. It's, it says this in Numbers chapter 21, verse 16 through 18. They're wandering through the desert. They find a dry well. This is Abraham's well. They could walk away. But it says that they begin to give God praise. It says this. Then Israel sang this song, spring up, O well. Somebody say, spring up, O well. Sing about it, about the well that the princes dug and that the nobles of the people sing. Spring up, O well. They began, get this, they began to sing over a well that was dry, that was dead, and that was barren. They began to worship in the middle of pain, disappointment, and shortage. And the moment that they started singing is the moment that the water started springing. And I just felt led to tell somebody this Wednesday evening that has walked away from the promises of God in their life, and you feel like they're gone and they're dead and you'll never walk into it, that the moment that you start praising God and singing and speak the opposite of what is taking place in your life, that is the moment that things will begin to spring forth. So even whenever your marriage is on the fritz and it's on the end, you say things like, me and my husband are going to get stronger. We're going to get closer to Jesus. We're going to get better. 
whenever your bills aren't being met the way that they need to be met, you need to begin to say things like, my God shall meet all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Whenever your kids are acting up and acting a fool and going out and doing their own thing and there's only so much that you can do, you need to say things like, God, I raised up that child in the ways of the Lord and whenever they grow up, they're not gonna depart from it. You need to say things like, God, my, God, I know my body may be weak. This cancer may be eating up different parts of my body from the inside out, God, but I believe in your word, Lord, that I am healed, Lord. I'm covered by the blood. All I'm saying is this. You need to speak the opposite of what is taking place in your life. Mary praised before the promise showed up. So we need to praise God for the building being built before the building is even being built. Like Jericho, we need to praise God that the walls have fallen down even while they're still standing. What is it in your life that seems dry that you need to sing to and speak over? And you know what, and this is what's interesting, I just wanna say this, keep praising God, but not only keep praising God, but keep pushing. You know that's interesting, right? Before a woman gives birth, they tell her, push, 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 right? Sometimes in order for you to step into the promises of God, you just have to keep pushing forward. Push stands for persevere until something happens. Somebody says, somebody say, keep pushing. I'm telling you this right now. I've seen the goodness of God so much in my life. I've seen God come through more times than I can count. I can't even remember all the promises that God has fulfilled in my life. And I will not let the devil, and I will not let other people steal my praise from God, because that's what's happened to some of us. We've allowed the enemy to steal our praise from God, not realizing that the praise was the password to the breakthrough and the miracle and the deliverance. So right now in this moment, can we do something together just for a minute or two? If you feel like God, if you feel like you haven't been giving God the praise that you need to give him praise. Can we just worship God together as the worship team sings? Come on, right now, raise your hands, lift your voice. Let's sing out together right now. Come on, just for a minute. One opportunity right now. Let's start praising God. Come on, worship team. Nobody else around. with people who are pregnant with promises and you need to praise God before the promise even shows up. That's it. That's it. Don't complicate. 
keep pushing forward, keep moving forward. Come on, can I pray over you before we go? Dear God, I thank you for every person under the sound of my voice, God. I thank you for this church. I thank you for this house, God. I just thank you, Lord, for blessing every person abundantly, God. I thank you, Lord, for supernatural miracles. I thank you, Lord, for divine appointments. I thank you for setting up the right, godly, Christ-centered relationships. And I pray over their children right now and their grandchildren, God. I pray over every single one of them that even while they go to school, God, that they're going to surround themselves, Lord, with people and with students that are pregnant with the promises of God and that with, with people of faith, Lord. I thank you, Lord, right now, Jesus, for every promise that is dry, springing up right now. Spring up, oh well, spring up, oh well. Somebody say, spring up, oh well. It's springing up right now. God is doing it right now. And I want to give somebody an opportunity as well who hasn't made Jesus Christ your personal Lord and Savior. I want to give you an opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one can get to heaven. No one can come to the Father except through him. He is a free gift of salvation. Jesus Christ died and he rose. And all we have to do this, all we have to do is this, to have a relationship with him. We just admit that we're a sinner. We repent for all of our sins and all of our mistakes. We, we, we believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord and we declare with our mouth that, that God rose him from the dead. We, we just, we believe in that in our heart with our mouth. And we, we believe that when you do that, you're going to be saved. So all you have to do is repeat after me. And maybe you've prayed this prayer so many times, you can repeat it after me as well. Say, dear Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. I've made mistakes and I repent. I turn away from all of my wicked ways. I believe that you, Jesus, are Lord, that you died and that you rose. I love you. I let go of all bitterness, all unforgiveness. I just felt like the Holy Spirit just told me that there's somebody in here that's dealing with bitterness and unforgiveness, and you think it's hurting the other person, but it's really hurting yourself, and you need to let go of that. So say it with me. Say, I let go of all bitterness in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you believe that, give God a shout of praise. Thank you for listening to the Covenant Life Center podcast. If you enjoyed today's message, then subscribe and follow us on social media at CLC Victoria. Connect with us by visiting our website, clcvictoria.org.